You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio. Honest conversations, love notes, and strategies to grow a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I'm Megan Hale, integrity expert, bringing mindset and energetic wisdom to help you show up braver, go all in, and expand into your fullest expression. Let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio. I am so glad to be back with you after a four-week break as I got settled in my new city of Omaha, and it has been such a busy time over here getting unpacked and settled in our new house, getting our kiddos settled in new routines, getting ourselves settled in new routines, and really starting to get the lay of the land and our lives in this new place. It feels like these past four weeks have alone by. But what I can tell you is Omaha is a city that has it going on, friends. It feels like we have just discovered this amazing Midwestern gem. There are so many cool areas to explore. And not only is it beautiful with rolling fields and wide open skies that remind me so much of Texas, but I have never met friendlier people in my life. I've already plugged into a new yoga studio that I'm going to four times a week. I'm starting to meet some new mom friends, which I'm so grateful for, and starting to connect with the entrepreneurial scene here too, which I am so excited about. Overall, I think Omaha is going to be amazing for us, although I have yet to meet anyone who has said anything great about winter here. So check on your Southern friend y'all in a few months because we might be planning a wild and holy weekend somewhere sunny and hot. So stay tuned for that. If you are just now joining me, welcome to the show. I'm Megan Hale, business mentor and leadership coach for women entrepreneurs who are ready to increase their revenue and expand their impact by stepping into their fullest expression. This show blends the mindset and energetic wisdom with the business strategy to help you show up braver and go all in so you can be in your deepest integrity. I am so glad you are here. If you're a longtime listener of this show, you know we just had an epic money series and have just transitioned to the earning series. And this is such a big conversation that I'm excited to dive into. Next week, we're going to be joined by Jaya Rose, who's talking all about embodiment and visibility of sharing your message, which is so important for earning. So today, I wanted to dive into one of the biggest pieces that can keep us from being visible with our message and our story. And I could think of no better time to dive into this than right now, as I've been processing this exact thing these past 18 months. So If you're new to me, 2018 was a really big year. I had my second baby, had my husband deploy for six months, just three weeks later. I went through postpartum depression, found out my oldest has special needs, uh, had my marriage go through a seriously rocky period than it ever has. And I doubled my revenue while leading a year long mentorship program called Wild and Holy Year for about 20 women that was focused on cultivating deeper bravery. It was a lot to hold, friends. I'm going to be totally real about that. And I found it really difficult to receive praise for it lately because I think it's so easy for people to have this rosy impression of how well I did it or that even though it was hard, I came out okay on the other side. And I hope to goodness I am not promoting that because the truth is I have struggled greatly, y'all, like more than I ever have in my life. And although, yes, there were some amazing things that happened last year and so many incredible teachings, it also shifted me in ways that will forever 
alter my path moving forward. It's like 2018 put me on a trajectory of quick evolution, and I'm just now starting to see how much so now that time is creating some distance for that rich hindsight wisdom to kick in, right? And you know, it's kind of weird when you go through a really tough year or even a really tough few months because it kind of alters your concept of time when you're holding so much day in and day out. For instance, like it feels like 2018 was two years ago sometimes, <laughs> but really wild and holy year wrapped at the end of February of this year. And that was just six months ago, right? And since then, I've relaunched Wild and Holy Radio with 20 solo episodes and a few interviews. I led my fourth Wild and Holy Weekend Retreat, which was so phenomenal, I'm still walking on cloud nine from. I launched a money course in July, and I moved from Texas to Nebraska. So this year has really been quite full when I think about it. So it makes sense that it's really only been when the, like the last four weeks of taking some time to reflect that I'm finally able to see some of that hindsight perspective start to come into focus, which I'm so grateful for. You know, I've really been able to see the holes that existed in my support system last year that I've never seen before. I've seen motherhood trauma that has been like largely unprocessed because it's incredibly difficult to process trauma when you continue to go through stressful adjustment after stressful adjustment, right? And where I find myself now is on a new healing journey of really making my well-being a priority to replenish myself from some very real depletion, which I've come to know is different than burnout. We can be passionately motivated to create, do, achieve, and expand, but motivation is not the only green light we need in order to bring our full selves to the table, and I have been sitting in that. You know, 2019 has been a big year on patience and restoration, processes that will totally balk at the first sign that you're trying to rush them, okay? <laughs> and, you know, restoration is a very interesting bird to hang out with because it marches to its own beat on its own timing. And I've been practicing a lot of surrender to that. But, you know, interestingly, it hasn't been as difficult as it's been in the past. And I don't know if that's because of just life lived experiences of being an entrepreneur for five years. I kind of know how this process works a little bit more. Either way, I'm grateful for that. You know, these past four weeks have been really good for me. I can feel myself starting to come home in a new way of seeing myself through fresh eyes, through the lens of motherhood, marriage, my sense of self and self-confidence, leadership and business. You know, I've intentionally created stronger boundaries around my time and social media, and that's felt really good. Like every day at four, I delete my social apps off my phone because for the longest time, they were like these addictive pieces of my life I could never seem to get a good grip on. And, you know, for some reason one day, I thought back to when I was quitting smoking seven years ago, which was something that took me forever to do. It took me eight times to quit. And never in a million years would I have tried to quit cigarettes <laughs> while they were at my disposal, right? And then beat up on myself that I wasn't able to control my craving, right? Like that's like setting yourself up to fail. So why was I doing the same thing with social media when the very concept of social platforms is for them to be addicting, right? So I just eliminated 
the, the desire to crave. <laughs> so anyway, it's been life-changing and I feel really good about that. So if you have also been in a similar situation, being an online entrepreneur who really struggles having boundaries around social media, maybe give that a go. See how it feels for you. For me, it's been really, really good and healing. I've also invested in consistent childcare four days a week, Monday through Thursday from nine to four. And this gives me time to go to yoga every morning, which has been so restorative. Even if I sweat my ass off while I'm there, because those instructors do not mess around. We are doing like one pose by one breath for like an hour, but it's so cleansing. I was actually smiling the other morning as I laid on my mat and like pure gratitude that this is my life now. Like this is the level of support I have now. And I have to tell you, you know, this type of support was available to me before in Texas, but it was like, I could not bring myself to take it because I was living by someone else's version of motherhood. I was not listening to what I really needed and what was best for my family. So not only do I feel much more balanced between mom life and my own personal life, but I'm awakening to this much richer experience of motherhood I did not know existed. Like my relationship with my kiddos is flourishing. I'm chaperoning my first field trip for my oldest, which I'm so excited about. Like it's been so good, you guys. I've also started going to therapy, hypnotherapy, in fact, which I've never done before and I'm really excited to dive into, but I really wanted to create a space for myself to process all these past 18 months have been to really start teasing apart these layers of motherhood, marriage, and business growth that have really happened in a relatively short amount of time. And... I also just recently joined the Peloton community. So if you ride, find me with my Instagram handle, which is MeganHale underscore MH. I don't know if I will make the 5 a.m. live classes since I have gladly given that time slot to my hubby, but I am so excited to be plugging into this community too. You know, the past four weeks, I've really been reflecting on what made 2018 so hard. And the truth is, is that it wasn't just one thing. It was lots of things compounded, right? And so to return myself to me, like the bright version of me I know and love, it's not just going to be making one shift, but lots of them that layer on top of each other. And I already see the power of that in such a short time. And the reason I mention this is because I think it's quite easy for us to look for that quick fix solution, to look for that one thing. And this goes for, you know, business growth, our own happiness, the, the shifts that we want to create in our marriage. Like we're looking for like, what's the one thing I need to do? And and it's never just one thing, right? Like it's always a culmination of lots of different things, usually small little things that all create this beautiful pie, this beautiful recipe that helps us shift into a brighter version of ourselves. Now, I don't think I've ever opened up about how dim my light grew last year, but gratitude was something that completely escaped me. Like there were days when I literally could not even cultivate that emotion, uh, something that had been a part of me for at least 10 years. And that was a very disorienting experience for me. And for the grand majority of the time, I felt like I was losing myself as if I was like slipping under the water, even though I was grasping desperately for her hand. And it's the most horrible feeling looking in the mirror, like wondering where the hell you went when you know you're somewhere in there, but you simply cannot find that version of yourself because she's too buried under stress or depression or depletion, right? You know, I was sitting in yoga a couple of weeks ago 
And it was my first class with this instructor. And the first thing she said as she opened our flow was that it was her eighth anniversary of getting clean from opioids. Now, anytime I meet someone who has wrestled with addiction like I have, you know, my heart opens far and wide because I know they not only know what it means to be lost, 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 but whatever they're about to share is going to be full of profound wisdom. <laughs> and she did not disappoint. She shared this beautiful story of the day she decided to get clean. And her mother took her head in her hands and said, I know you're in there. Come home. Like, come home. It is time to come home. And it was in that moment that I knew that class was meant for me, that this instructor was someone who was about to heal me in a way I didn't know I needed. And she did. You know, ever since then, I have thought back to those words and just let them wash over me because home is the path I am on right now and nothing has ever felt sweeter. So I share all this with you today because these past 18 months have been really vulnerable. And although I'm still not yet back to my full capacity after it all, like being as visible as I'd like or as consistent as I'd like or taking up as much space as I'd like. I also know that I'm on my way there, and I also want to honor the way I have been showing up while being very much on my own healing journey, because I think it's so easy for us to hide during these times, to struggle sharing our wisdom when things feel so raw, to look at all we haven't been doing instead of celebrating what we have, right? man, do I not know this personally. So I wanted to offer some magic tricks for you today for sharing your light, even when it feels dim, because it's not only important for your business, but it's also incredibly important for your bank account. Okay. And one thing I'll be circling around too, is this concept of vulnerability and how this matures over time, the longer you put yourself in the spotlight. So I hope it's helpful. Let's go ahead and get started. So as I look back over the past six months, especially when Wild and Holy Radio came back on the airwaves in March, you know, this was a place of deep transition for my family. We had just put our house on the market, and although we didn't know it at the time, over the next 100 days, we would have 47 showings and eight open houses before our house finally sold, okay? <laughs> That's almost a showing every other day. <laughs> and then you add the open houses into that on the weekends. It was a lot, right? And with two toddlers and two dogs and a husband that was still traveling a week out of every month, like you can imagine this was not a cakewalk. And I hope and pray that no one ever has to go through a stressful home selling process like that. And believe you me, next time I'm going to be burying a St. Joseph in my yard and feng shui my house <laughs> before even putting up the for sale sign, okay? But I remember it feeling scary to start podcasting again after a long 15 month break. Like everything in my personal life still felt incredibly raw and tender. My marriage was still in a very shaky place. And after intentionally choosing not to speak about many of the things going on in my personal life in 2018 until I was through them, it was like learning a whole new way of sharing my wisdom and sharing my story because for the most part, I've always shared while I was in process. And also, I've always shared a lot of my personal story and I still wasn't fully ready to do that yet because I knew there were a lot of things in the very deep process of healing, right? 
Now, there have been some really good lessons on that, like especially being a public figure and having a platform. I think it's very easy to feel as though you owe the world your behind the scenes. And if you are a healer, you're most likely used to mining your behind the scenes for inspiration, like for content, for teaching opportunities, right? And this was the first time I made the intentional decision not to do that. And it very much reminded me of what Glennon Doyle talked about in Love Warrior, how she made the intentional decision to not like hover above her life and marriage looking for a story to write, but to live it first for her and first and foremost, right? And I can't help but think that that one sentence in that memoir played a role in my decision too. And it was a really good one for me. I think, you know, vulnerability is applauded in our society today, which I'm so incredibly grateful for, but vulnerability for the sake of creating false intimacy or manipulating sales is far different than sharing vulnerably for the sake of creating change, of offering healing, of offering hope. And we each have to draw a fine line for that within ourselves, right? You know, vulnerability coming from a place of should or obligation isn't honoring your internal boundaries and your innermost personal processes and shares are not owed to anyone. They're owed to you first and foremost. As you'll hear next week with Jaya Rose, our visibility strategy, friends, is not the place to work out our stuff, okay? It is not our audience's job nor our client's job to hold space for us, even if and when they're incredible space holders, right? And I found this boundary very much so last year because I was surrounded by incredible space holders inside Wild and Holy here, right? Like that's who I called in to this year-long program with me are some of the most profound healers that I've had the opportunity to work with, women who understand the complexities of holding sacred space for other people while they're going through big transitions, while they're going through expansion, right? But I knew it was not their job to hold space for me, even though they were more than capable and gifted. And sometimes that can create a sense of sadness for our people, as if we don't trust them with our raw truth. But that is not what's going on, because I trust those women with my life, right? What it comes down to is our ethical boundary to not create dual relationships within the coaching partnership. And I take that very seriously. Like if you've ever had this boundary crossed, you know intimately how much it shifts the dynamics of the relationship and the way it dilutes the power of transformation it's able to create, right? Now, that doesn't mean that I didn't share bits and pieces of my journey along the way. I totally did. But I was mindful of sharing how I was navigating it, how I was leading myself through it, and what I was learning along the way. I think it's incredibly important to know your own boundaries of leading and leaning and what appropriate leaning looks like, right? So leaning for me last year looked like creating more space for my clients to lead themselves and each other versus solely leaning on me to lead. And that one decision, although uncomfortable at times, led to some of the deepest and closest friendships, business partnerships, self-trust, and getting to know one another's skill sets and magic in far more intimate ways that it otherwise may not have been known, right? So discerning your own personal boundaries is essential. And this is similarly true for our audience, which can be difficult when you're used to leading with so much vulnerability in your content. But 
vulnerability starts to shift the bigger your platform becomes. You start to intimately understand the importance of having your own containers that support your leadership, as well as the importance of processing your stuff before bringing it to the world, right? And the reason is because when we're in the middle of healing, our perspective is greatly skewed by our own feelings of self-doubt, self-judgment, guilt, shame, fear, uncertainty, disappointment, right? Like we haven't yet arrived to the other side where we can have 180 degree perspective. And it's this perspective that not only is the most grounded, but it also offers the richest wisdom to your community. For instance, it's much more powerful to share from a place of this used to cause me so much shame and this is how I've worked through it, right? Versus I'm feeling so shameful for this and I need to discharge it to feel better, right? <laughs> so do your own forgiveness work first. Take on that responsibility. Be a model of what doing your own inner work looks like. Similarly, I want you to find your appropriate containers, whether that be with a therapist, a coach, a friend, because no matter how real or vulnerable you hold yourself to be, when you're in the process of healing and releasing, you need to be in a space where you don't have to worry about how, thing, how something sounds, how it comes across, or if people will take anything positive away from your personal shares, right? Like you need a place that's for you, not the leader you, the whole you, okay? So what do we do in the meantime while we're in the process of healing or restoring ourselves? Like how do we share stuff, right? <laughs> so for me, you know, our vulnerable chapters really invite us to look at the other areas of ourselves that we have built mastery in. And one of my favorite things about life is that it's always both and. While going through the hardest year of my life, I was also growing tremendously in my relationship with money, doing healing work that was so profound, I knew I was having breakthroughs that could help so many other people who had a complicated relationship with money like I did. So in those seasons where we find so many pieces of our lives that are rocky or feel raw, there will always be at least one or two places where we actually feel like we're doing pretty darn good, right? Those are the areas where we can find inspiration for content. They won't feel as raw. They might feel a little taboo, <laughs> right? Like money was for me when I first started talking about it. But there's also like this nervous excitement to bring it more to the forefront, right? Of ripping the band-aid off of that vulnerability and say, yes, I'm finally ready to talk about this. And what you might find is that there's this whole other pillar to your work you didn't see before that opens up a new revenue stream, like the Money Love course did for me, right? And what you might also find is that vulnerability isn't the only piece that creates powerful content. So as you look at your own journey, what areas have you built mastery in that you've yet to talk about? What wisdom do you have to share that could help others? If you find yourself in a vulnerable chapter where it doesn't feel safe or time to share what you're currently going through, I want you to look for the places that do feel safe. Look for the areas where it is time, right? Even if you don't feel ready, okay? <laughs> because sometimes that can be one of those things we have to push through, kind of like how money was for me. Because, you know, in this way, we can continue doing our work in the world, 
while attending to our inner self. We can teach what we know, a little bit about what we're learning, and work our way to the places where we're ready and healed to share the wisdom this vulnerable season has taught us. You know, next week you're going to hear Jaya talk about how to share your message for more visibility. You're going to hear us talk about the power of embodiment and how to ground your energy during vulnerable times. And for me, we cannot have a conversation on grounding your energy or embodiment without also having a conversation on boundaries. Boundaries are what allow you to increase your potency with your message, to be a trusted voice of authority in your field, to share vulnerably from a place of hope and healing, while also taking radical responsibility for distilling your own wisdom that offers the biggest impact in the world. So if you find yourself going through a vulnerability block, honor the part of you that feels vulnerable. You are not obligated to share that piece of yourself with the world, okay? The time will come when you're ready to share this part of your story, likely when that wisdom has fully distilled, right? From that really grounded 180 degree perspective where it's fully integrated. So in the meantime, lean on other facets of you, other areas of wisdom to keep showing up with your gifts. Share the parts of your story that feel powerful for you. The goal is to keep showing up, to keep making a difference, to keep owning parts of your story, your message, your values and impact, because your visibility needs this from you to step into more earning. Okay. So I would love to know, have you ever gone through a vulnerability block where there were certain things you knew you were not ready to share or talk about, but you were like, huh, <laughs> guess I'm going to have to find a different way of creating content right? Like how did you navigate continuing to show up for your people? What new pillars of work became available to you through the process? What I can firmly say is that 2018 opened doors for me. I'm just now starting to realize like there were gifts upon gifts amongst all of the millions of challenges. And it's been a really refreshing space to be in this process of giving myself my own journey first and foremost, versus feeling obligated to rush the process so I can then give it to you. And it's a big shift of processing your life for yourself versus processing your life for content and connection, right? And what I'm finding is that there's so much more integration happening for me personally that the content and connection will simply naturally evolve through my own evolution. So if you have ever felt the pressure of being a public figure, and leveraging your personal struggle for teaching opportunities, let your struggle teach you first, right? Like this is one of the deepest paths of embodiment and the wisdom you'll be able to deliver will be that much more potent, okay? So until next week with Jaya on embodiment and visibility, here's to the courage to show up braver for yourself first and foremost. Whole heart, full self, all in. We got this.